Are you suffering from back pain? Well, I've got the thing just for you. 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others just in case, volume 1, available at Amazon.com. Over 30 million Americans are suffering with back pain at this very moment. The vast majority of these cases are either caused or exacerbated by common lifestyle factors. Many of the same factors may be causing you pain right now. Join board-certified physician Andrew Kirshner as he guides you through the parts of your life where these problems occur and gives you simple, safe and effective solutions for these common daily pitfalls. In this fun and informative book, you will learn how to identify the aspects of your life which may be causing you pain, how to create a back-friendly environment, how you can improve your pain by improving your sleep, ways to make a pain-free commute, how you can perform daily activities without making your pain worse, and much more. Andrew Kirshner is so well respected in the field of back pain relief. He has you know, famous clients such as DJ Jazzy Jeff. He has done uh, many talks and lectures at universities in the UK. He has appeared on QVC demonstrating back pain relief products and that is because he is an expert in his field and people trust him. Also check out the 5 star reviews on Amazon.com. This is the book that you need if you suffer from back pain. That's 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain plus 192 others just in case volume 1 available at Amazon.com in paperback. Check the link below the show for more information. Just when you thought that there were already too many podcasts in the world. Here comes another one. Read our own empires with all we. Read our own empires for free. Yes, that was Radar Love by Golden Earring. Let's hear that song correctly, please, and let's have the chorus. Thank you, Vic. We never know that means we do We never know that means we do Oh my God. Who does he think he is? Come around here with his bloody podcasts. and girls and welcome to another episode of Pablo's Poppin Podcast. It's the post-tribunal episode, you know, that thing that I've been talking about for weeks and months and, you know, it feels like for years. Um, the tribunal, it, it kind of, it was weird. What happened was, well, it's been adjourned for six weeks. I took that as a horrible thing because obviously that postpones everything, but um, it gives me six weeks to just get my shit together and I'm, I'm taking it as a positive. Um, for those who don't know, I think a lot of people will probably know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm self-employed and I'm, um, not receiving working tax credits and I really believe I should be. Um, so, you know, I've took the bastards to a tribunal. Um, I, I knew there would be a judge. I didn't realize I would be arguing against someone. You know, there's a guy who works for HMRC who, his, who is hell-bent 
on making sure that I don't receive these working tax credits. He just seemed like a right cold bastard, to be fair. And I, I wasn't as prepared for it as I would have hoped. And I re like I said, I really didn't know what to expect. So next time I know, and I'm going to prepare. And I feel that my argument for why I should be receiving working tax credits is um, as bulletproof as I can make it. You know, I'm looking at the facts, and based on the facts and the laws and the regulations, I should be getting them. Based on the facts, laws, and regulations for why it was turned down, it's easily arguable. Um, so yeah, there's that. So what happened was, because I've been sending uh, the tribunal process a lot of stuff, a lot of evidence and stuff, I didn't realise that HMRC need to see this shit as well um, to form a, a better argument, I suppose. So like, I didn't realise that. Um, so that's that's the pro that's what's happening at the moment. Um, so yeah, six weeks. It'll be fine. Like, I'm going to go into it now, just assuming that I'm not going to get it, because I think it's unhealthy just to pin all your hopes on receiving working tax credit. Um, you know, a, a big reason why I could really do with it is because, you know, I'm in... Uh, you know, this I'm, this podcast is about being open and honest, and I hope that, you know, you tune in for the guests, but, you know, I know people tune in because they like me, which is good, and it helps build the audience. Uh, so, yeah, no, look, I'm in debt. It's not, it's not officially debt, it's an overdraft, and I need to pay it off, because interest starts accruing on the overdraft in August, and that will be hard to keep on top of, because, you know, admittedly, as a self-employed person, I'm not making a lot of money. Um, this uh, podcast is a part of this, and, you know, I'm thankful for sponsors. Um, you know, hopefully I can continue to grow it. Um, I just, for the next you know, little amount of time, because this podcast is also about promoting different artists, uh, I, I, you know, and I do have different guests on every week, but for the next few weeks, I really need to sort of promote myself, and, uh, you know, be honest about it, make some money, um, you know, hopefully you feel that I'm providing you with an entertaining show, with entertaining guests, you know, like, I, I try to be as entertained as possible, this is probably boring shit that you don't need to hear, but I, I kind of need to get it off my chest, it's, this podcast is for my own sanity, as much as anything, um, but if you feel like I'm providing you with entertainment, uh, you know, there were lots of previous great guests, etc., um, there is a patron button at the top of this page, it's a bright green button, and you can, you know, donate some coin if you want to um i'm certainly not going to turn it down what i would prefer though i mean when you donate as well you can become a show sponsor i'm trying to give stuff in return but what i'd prefer is you check out my music at toxicmelons.bandcamp.com there is a link below the show um and just check out the music if you like sort of the beach boys the beatles the uh, the Queen, Queen, uh, you know, sort of high melodic content, lots of harmonies, lots of arrangement, sort of thing, you know, really catchy tunes, hopefully, um, you know, check that stuff out, I really, really appreciate it, and I'm really, you know, I, I, you know, I need, like I said, I need to just be a bit more forward, I, I, I need the sales at this point, I need to just get this debt shit off my mind, and, um, you know, get out of it sort of thing, you know, as as part of my self-employment, it's not just, you know, I don't just write music as Toxic Melons, I don't just do this podcast, it covers a wide umbrella of things, you know, I write music for uh, short films, jingles, um, all sorts of stuff, I do songwriting collaboration sessions, um, 
you know, I, I like to think I'm good. If there are two things I'm good at that people would want to pay to see or hear is, you know, I think I can write songs and I can talk. I can talk forever. Um, you know, I'll, I can also eat ice cream and sleep quite a long time, but no one would pay to see that unless some people would. You know, I bet there's a fetish website for, for shit like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, look. If you need, if you know any small businesses who need a jingle for a TV advert, or if you know an independent filmmaker, etc., send them my way, please. God, send them my way, because uh, finding work is fucking hard. Um, you know, and there are websites like Freelancer that I was uh, introduced to, and I thought, ah, oh, well, it's a website for artists full of jobs. It is the most evil fucking thing in the world. I hope they die a horrible death. Um, Basically, what a website like Freelancer is, is a job is advertised, and it, okay, it'll say something like, uh, we need a songwriter, £500. What you do is you place a bid at £500, and it, it, you reverse bid, basically, and whoever is prepared to work, to do the job for the least amount of money gets the work, and it just undervalues everything. I fucking hate it i think the the, the worst things in the world these websites um you know <laughs> oh, it, it just really does my head in um because i'm not prepared to undervalue what i do basically um because i believe in what i do so yeah that that's kind of my rant <laughs> yeah i've i felt so fucking down yesterday um and it, you know it's just about turning negatives into a positive uh, it has to be it has to be and today's guest is about that uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit um you know yeah um, late yesterday i was given a box of ferrero rochers just to cheer myself up um cheer myself up for them to cheer me up with the ferrero rochers um <laughs> I had 10 of them be right before i went to sleep and i just went into a ferrero rocher coma um, <laughs> and you you have mental dreams when you, you when you've had that many ferrero rochers um and i'm I woke up and I had a couple more Ferrero Rochers because it, it just me throat was dry. Yeah, I should have had water or something. That's the thing, you know. I, I, it was like hair of the dog, Ferrero hair, hero of the dog. No, nah. I meant to be a songwriter. I meant to write great lyrics, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to self sabotage here, but um, you know, I, I need to lose some goddamn weight. And uh, again, my guest comes into this. Uh, my guest this week is uh, Luke John Harrison, who is the owner of Total Fitness Tribe in South Shields. This is a very local show. Um, you know, I get international guests, I get local guests. Um, John, oh Luke, sorry, is um, he's amazing. He's just a wealth of information, of wisdom, of advice. Um, is, this is a show that you'll probably want to listen to more than once. You know, there are life lessons. He has went through shit. Um, but he's also, he's just, you know, he does his research, he, he knows how to answer questions really well, um, and just, I was, things were just clicking in my mind when he was just giving me answers, it was like, you know, listening to the Dalai Lama, just, <laughs> just you know, give you his wisdom, uh, so he's amazing, so look, if you are looking to make a change in your life, listen to this interview, if you're looking to, you know, improve your health listen to this interview also check out the 15 surefire tips for back pain relief uh, which is a link under the page you've heard the advert at the start of the show he's an amazing sponsor but i believe in what he does as well you know if i if this show can help people be more creative or more healthy or inspired that that's amazing i've, d I've done my job with the show basically um so yeah i hope you enjoy the interview uh this this very podcast 
is up for Best UK Podcast 2016 at New Media Europe Awards. I I mean, the second part of the voting was Twitter voting, and they make a decision based on a number of factors. I don't know what those number of factors are going to be. You know, I think I'm a good host. You know, I've, I've got good diction, and I use, um, you know, my in- inflections and my voice to describe and tell stories and hopefully entertain you. It's good, you know. Um... It's because I have to sort of make myself heard a lot of times in life. And you have to uh, just know how to do it, basically. And maybe I don't, but but I I feel like I'm at least still learning. Uh, So yeah, up for Best UK Podcast 2016. The the award show is this week. Um, And so by next week, you'll know if I've won or not. I mean, I'm not expecting to win, really. But it's it's nice to be nominated. And to be honest, I can, you know, this show could do with the leg up. It would be amazing. Um, You know, if you like this show, if you like... You know, previous shows, scroll down, see what we have to offer. Uh, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all of that. Check out the Patreon button if you don't mind. Um, I will, you know, check out, like I say, toxicmelons.bandcamp.com. There will be a Kickstarter up running soon for a new EP called Foreplay, which you can buy digitally, but this will be on vinyl and features some big names in the power pop world. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bore you anymore with stuff. Uh, I'm going to play you a song, though, from uh, my album. This is called More or Less, and this is a song about sort of, you know, nearly turning 30, trying to be okay where you with where you are in life answering questions and stuff and i think it fits into this show quite well so yeah th- this is more or less by me toxic melons and then we'll be going straight into my interview with the wonderfully handsome luke john harrison Just enjoy the bumble I don't try to run, don't try 
Okay, so we could all do with more people like my next guest in their lives. Uh, he actually gives a shit about your well-being, not just with your body as a top-class fitness expert, but with your mind at both Total Fitness Tribe in South Shield and CalmMotherfuckers.com. We have Luke John Harrison with us today on Pablo's Poppin' Podcast with Susie the Cat, which you, who you can't see, but uh, she's bloody adorable. And we're going to get a picture of this for the page. Um... She's she's very posh. You can imagine that if she had an accent, it would be a very posh. Um, you know, uh, you know those uh, two fat ladies, those cooks. You know what I mean? Like just very sort of hoity-toity sort of thing. Like she's got high standards, and you know. Yes, you are right. <laughs> right. Well, hey, I need to start this off properly. Boom! Because that's how I start all my videos off. So I'm here. I've arrived. I'm ready to chat and. I Absolutely. Whatever it is we're about to do. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like, you, you know, you can tell you, you are self-employed, you are an entrepreneur, and you've got your own catchphrase. That's something that I need. That's like a T-shirt waiting to happen, you know. Yes, absolutely. The Daily Boom, as it's now known. <laughs> I've, start, I've started to label all the, the episodes. It's like, it's currently up to like episode 400 and odd, but really it's only episode four because I only started labeling them four days ago. <laughs> but I think it's going to be cool when we get like 100 episodes and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I think you're right. I think the daily boom could be like a, a thing which could catch on. I mean, people do that now, right? People just hashtag anything and it just goes viral. It's crazy. It is crazy. Well, you started those videos a while ago and it, they've been, they've really sort of uh, hit a nerve with people because it's kind of refreshing to have like a, almost a very honest uh, stream of consciousness, uh, you know, on your Facebook feed because with social media, it, it's kind of a, like I need social media to sort of do everything that I'm doing, and yeah. But I think people sort of give a not I don't know not necessarily a, like a false image of themselves, but maybe just only the good side of themselves, and that you know, yeah, yeah. and and I never really understand it unless they are trying to promote something because. I, I don't know what they are wanting from it, whether it's um, acceptance or if it's uh, sympathy or empathy. I mean, when you started these videos, um, were you feeling particularly... Because, I mean, I'm assuming Total Fitness Tribe was you know, well underway at that point. What made you start these videos in particular? Well, to be honest, mate, I, st I started these daily videos um, as I just started the Total Fitness Tribe venture. Okay. I was actually still a plumber uh, when I started them. And I actually, I look back on those first videos and I cringe, you know, when you get your <laughs> camera and go, what? Who, who is this? Who right. is this? By the way, can I swear? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Yes. Fuck yes. Okay, so I can be myself. I can call myself, right? I was looking back and thinking, who the fuck is this guy like? <laughs> when you're looking at yourself and you, you, you're inexperienced and you're stuttering and you're kind of thinking a lot now, like, I tend to not just not think, I just have an idea and I roll with it yeah. every day. And the initial concept was was to just motivate people. And it was like, right, I, I need motivation. Let me motivate people how I've been motivated. But the thing is, like, and I talked about this earlier um, on a video about motivation and like how everybody says they're lacking in it. You know, everybody wants motivation to get in the gym. Everyone wants motivation to start the business. Everyone wants motivation to do more in the relationship, whatever it is that they want to do in life. Like, it's always, oh, I just can't get the motivation or I don't have the willpower. For me, it's like now that's evolved in because I'm uh, over over years of like making mistakes and stuff. I've realized motivation's temporary. Like you feel good when you've heard something good, but then when it's away from you and you're looking externally to get it, hmm. 
when it's no longer there, you just go back to your little bubble. And sometimes that causes you to go into anxiety and fear and overwhelm. Then you look again for another external thing. You feel temporarily good. And then you go back to feeling like shit. Mm. So for me, now it's about telling about the truth like it's okay not to be okay. It's all right to struggle with anxiety and fear and, and overwhelm and, and talk about the shit stuff and talk about the stuff where you failed and the stuff where you were bad in the past and sh- showcase the lessons from it. Mm. Um, and just like kind of my, my philosophy is total honesty and through honesty you build trust with people. And if people trust you, people will sort of be inspired by that, I think. And I think inspiration hits at a deeper level than what motivation does because you know yourself, if you're truly inspired by somebody who's like overcome adversity or whatever, that that stays with you. That yeah. doesn't leave you. Like you always remember that. Whereas uh, you heard a motivational quote last week, you couldn't recite it. Yeah. You, you couldn't tell me what it said. You'd be like, oh, I heard this really good thing. What was it again? Oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah, it's because I, it's like temporary. I totally get it. And as I was saying before as well, um, I had a guest on a few weeks ago who was a professional wrestler, uh, Rick Titan, who wrestled as the fake Razor Ramon. And the reason why he doesn't call himself a motivational speaker is because of exactly that. He saw motivational speakers and they were they were charismatic and everything, but he couldn't yep. remember a thing that they said. And yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, you know, it's, um, I suppose it's... Uh, satisfying and sort of uh you know it gives justification to hear that from more than one person from the same kind of area sort of thing um yeah you know as as uh you know <laughs> i loosely call myself an artist you know it's kind of with social media uh, everything that you do you are kind of looking for acceptance to a degree and it's just like it's very easy to sort of um get down when you're not sort of receiving i don't know it's just a horrible thing that you have to sort of receive likes now on facebook or whatever yeah. and it's just just very easy to get down about that and your videos they really do help um because it, it is it's a brutal kick up the ass sometimes yeah, and, um, and what you do as well and you've you've told me this before as well with uh, total total fitness tribe you know you sell results you know, it's not yeah. just, you know, you're not just blowing smoke. You'll be brutally honest if you need to be, and but you do get results. And, you know, it's not like you're some kind of, like, horrible drill sergeant. You know, you want it to be motivating and inspiring and yeah. everything else. So, with total, I mean, uh, with Total Fitness Tribe in particular, why, well, I can understand why you started it, but were you in sort of just a, a horrible cycle yourself and what made you kick out of that yeah yeah that's a, that's a good question actually pablo because um i was in a full-time job as a plumber um and basically i got to the point the stage where i was no longer fulfilled and i, I was getting anxiety on a sunday yeah. ready for monday morning monday morning came and i was trying the best to be motivated like we said motivation but it was temporary like i'd feel good for an hour or two and then it would hit midday and i'd start to become anxious again yeah and it would be, I'd just worry and I'd, I'd fear and I'd think, on my head was like, is this it? Is this it for the rest of my life? I have to just be doing this eight or four and just live yeah. on the same wage, working for the same assholes around the same dickheads every day, to, like talking about the same shit amongst all this. And like, there was, obviously there were certain people at work who I loved and I don't, and I still do to this day. I've made some good friends from it. Um, but overall... I just hated the the, the, the negativity in the, that place. And I, I knew I was grown. And I think when you feel so strongly in a position where you're you're fearful, right? Yeah. 
Here's a, here's a great quote that I, I read a while back, and it's always resonated with me, is that fear is excitement without the breath, right? right. That's beautiful because it's like if you're scared of something, there's an underlying excitement. Now, I was scared at work, but basically I was just excited to leave. Right. But I couldn't overcome that fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I was I was living in a place of anxiety, like, all the time. And the only time I got relief is when I left that place. Mm. And I was thinking, I'm going to spend most of my time of my life at work. So do I want to live in this cycle of fear? Or do I want to just kind of overcome this fear and live in a cycle of the place where I want to be? I knew it was going to take work. I knew it was going to take effort. I knew it was, I wasn't naive enough to think it was going to just happen overnight or it's going to be given everything. It was like when the pain of staying the same became greater than the pain of change, then change happened for me. Yeah. So like where I was was so uncomfortable. I was worried, anxious all the time. I hated the place I was, didn't enjoy working where I was. I thought I've, I've grown past this. Um, it wasn't saying that I was better than it or anything. It was just there was something else, something bigger calling. And I was like, I need to start helping more people. And I need to start resonating with people on this level in order to say, like, hey, look, I can now admit that. Like, at first, I wouldn't admit that because I had to grow as a person. I had to become confident with being able to be honest. Mm-hmm. And as a blow, you know, sometimes it's hard to actually be honest. Yeah. Um, that's that's a difficult thing for guys to get a grasp on, especially I know I know sometimes for women as well, of course. But as a man, it's like a testosterone thing. You know, you're supposed to be in control. You're supposed to be this bloke who's, you know, the alpha, and you're supposed to be the guy who's supposed to keep it together, and you're not supposed to cry and all this shit. But the thing is, if if you're emotional and 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 you you were in that place, you have to be honest with yourself. Like fuck me, I'm not happy. I need to do something about it because ultimately you're in control of the change that you want to be in the world. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, when you, what kind of leap did you have to make to start Total Fitness Tribe? Then did you have to say get out alone, or um, you know, did you have to sort of? Did you always have the uh, the venue that you have now? Uh, was and was it sort of uh, easy to convince people that they needed this in their lives, sort of thing? It was oh, it was very difficult at the start, mate. I mean, basically, I had to work alongside my current job and do things on a morning, do things on a night when I got home, do a lot of internet research and things like that. But one of the biggest investments that I made in myself was seeking out a business coach, uh, seeking out some helpers get forward. So basically pay them monthly, um, save up a bit of money from my job, obviously, and pay them monthly mm. to know that it helped me along. But it obviously they were just basically the kind of the blueprint, like, okay, do this now. Okay, then I would go and do it. And then it was like, okay, do this now. Okay, and then I go and do it, you know? Yeah. Um, we all need a mentor. We all need a coach and we need accountability. Even I do, you know? Um, it's because obviously if I want to progress in business or if I want to progress in my training further than I know, you've got to seek out somebody who has the, not only the knowledge, but you have to seek out somebody who's going to hold you to a higher standard than what you hold yourself. Yeah. Because nobody can do it alone. Not even if you're the richest man in the world. There's certain things... The richest man in the world will probably still have a personal trainer. Yeah. The richest man in the world will still have a chef. Why? Is it laziness? No, especially because if it's out of personal training, he's still got to do the work. But yeah. he has somebody else to hold him higher than what he holds himself in that area. Yeah. Yeah? So, like, in whatever area of your life that you want to progress, you've got to have a coach. Wrestlers have a coach, right? This they don't know everything. Even... Even people like Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, all these people since we're taught in wrestling, <laughs> um, 
all these people obviously did have a coach first, didn't they? Until oh, they got to their, they became a coach. And the likelihood is they'd still get people to teach them things of other areas and other natures, right? Yeah. So whatever life it is that you, whatever it is in your life that you want to progress at, you need a coach, in my opinion. You need somebody to hold you accountable. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's one thing where, <laughs> you know, when I decided to go self-employed, obviously, you know, it took me my entire sort of 20s to really make the, the leap and be confident in the fact that I could at least give it a go. Um, yeah, because, yeah, you know, it's 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 a awkward thing to get into, sort of to be a, a self-employed musician because you're immediately going to have naysayers or just, you know, why people instead of why not people sort of thing and i yeah. you know and I've, I've been lucky enough to work with my heroes and i think that is one thing that again that kind of links back to the whole facebook thing about sort of you know wanting uh feedback or whatever i think i do need accountability from someone uh you yeah. know uh, or to feel accountable by someone um I, and i i don't know if i've got that yet and i think if i you know i Maybe I'll just become a, a more creative person, or maybe I'll make better art. I suppose if I have that, but yeah, I think that's something that I do need in my life. You know, yeah, uh, absolutely. And in, in, in terms of in terms of just being a business person as well, like you know, maybe I need someone to be like, come on, you need to, uh, you know, structure your hours better or whatever. Or I don't know, I, yeah. like I I don't know what I need basically, but like you know, doing these uh, podcast interviews is also it's a great way to sort of. Um, get answers for myself as well as well as the audience because you know I want the audience to take away something from every interview, but I also want to take away something from this as well. So does that make sense? Or am I just like rambling on? Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, the most important thing for me is, and you know, I, I keep telling this to everybody I speak to, like no matter whether it's on Facebook, face to face, whether it's a client, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, like I don't have the answers. Yeah. A lot of people ask me, what do I need to do for this? What do I need to do for that? It's like, I don't have your the answers, but I have a great set of questions yeah. which will help you seek out the answer. But are you prepared to seek out the answer? Uh. That's the thing. The most, the power is in the questions all the time. It's like, so it was, rather than somebody saying, what would make you happy, mm. right? Like, um, you know, like, oh, sorry, rather than somebody saying, this will make you happy, Right. right. This make you happy, right? Whatever it is, product, service. Ask the person truthfully, why are you unhappy? Right. That's a different ball game, right? Absolutely. Rather than telling somebody this will make you happy, you ask them, why are you truly unhappy? Mm. And if they're being honest, that will bring out a whole stream of emotions. So you are there to able to then say, right, okay, now we've got a blueprint. Now we know where we are and where we're starting from. We can kind of carry on. Yeah. The problem is, is for most people, like you can probably relate to this, Pablo. Like, if you're wanting a result in some area of your life, if you're wanting to get to this this point, this was this result, this reward, this place where you want, whether it's whether it's monetary, whether it's a body, whether it's a relationship, whether it's business, whatever it is in your life that you want to get to, you have to start from somewhere, hmm. and that's where we all forget. It's like, well, look at the goal, and it seems so far away, but a lot of the time we just say, "Oh, fuck it, I can't do that." Yeah. You know, like people look at the TV and people working out and think, I could never be in that shape. I'm not even going to bother. I'm going to sit here and eat shit because yeah. it's so far away. Like, but if they started with by saying, okay, tell me why you're unhappy. Tell me where you're at. Tell me what your choices are at the minute. Tell me why you think you make the decisions you do. Lay it all out. Lay it 
how flat where point A is, where you are now. And then from there, when you've got that off your chest, you, you can kind of un, unhinge some barriers, if you will, as to what's stopping you. Yeah. Because it's not about exactly getting started. It's about removing the blocks that are stopping you, if that makes sense, yeah? Absolutely. So was that the mindset that you took into Total Fitness Tribe? Because a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to um, sort of, speak down of what everyone else is doing but anyone can really start like a I don't know, a keep fit place or something like that but yours is far deeper than that and uh like I say it provides results and everyone you know you just have to look at the reviews that you get um where you know it's not just oh this was a great place like it's like they made friends and they developed sort of an emotional bond as well so is that what you took into total fitness tribe when you started yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's grown and evolved hugely over the years. Um, it started literally just as a fitness camp, like a fitness boot camp. And it was like people came up, worked out, went home. But yeah. for me, through the coaching that I've had and through what I feel personally, like if I was to go, I, I feel as if like, because I train at the Total Fitness Tribe now as well, I hire a coach to come in so I can train with them on certain days. Right. Because not only do I need the accountability, but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my job, and when you enjoy your job and what you do, it's not really a job. Yeah. It's, it's not like I get up and think, oh, God, not again. I get up and go, let's do this. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. That's a, it's a lovely position to be in, but with the Total Fitness Tribe, what I started to notice over the years of experience is that all people wanted, first of all, obviously, they wanted a result. Okay, that's important. You've got to give that. You've got to give what you promised. They want to, they want to lose weight. They want to feel good about themselves. They want to get control. They want to have less anxiety. They, they want to you know, feel good in that dress or, the, or that shirt for going out. They want to have better sex, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But not only that, another huge vital thing is they need to feel a part of something. Right. And like everybody needs to feel a part of something because if we feel alone, what happens when we feel alone? We self-sabotage. We, we, we overeat. We don't exercise. We don't feel like we're valued. If you're a part of something and you have friends in an area who feel the same as you and act the same as you yeah. and help you when you're struggling and help each other out and have that constant bond and support and community, then it's so much easier to get along. It's never, it's never going to be not a struggle. There's always going to be work to done to, to be done. Yeah. And as long as, but the, the, the fact of life, really, Pablo, is like, if as long as you're breathing in and out, there's always going to be work to be done. Yeah. I think people forget. People are looking for the end destination. It's, it's a journey. It's always going to be a journey. It's just like a consistent effort where you level up, you level up, you know, you get better, you get better. Sometimes you fall down, then you build up, then you build up. It's like everyone's struggling to get to the result. And the thing, when they get there, that's it, they stop. Yeah. Same with anything, right? It's like, I'll get to this goal of my business and they're killing each other. But you have to understand, it's all a journey. It's all a journey. The whole thing, There's, there is no end. There is no destination. Some people don't like to hear that as well. It's like, well, what do you mean? I've got this goal. I was like, well, head for the goal. But understand that once you reach the goal, then what? Yeah. No, totally. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm if we're headbutting here as well. But um, so was I I assume that is uh, something that you didn't really expect. Then when uh, people uh, signed up to Total Fitness Tribe, the whole like people really felt lonely as well, and they wanted that sense of community as well. Because I mean, that is one thing that you know i particularly love about like what you offer as well is that there's just not that there would be anyway but there's just no judgment of anyone else you know in terms of you know there's 
you know, everything is relative to, you know, someone could just be a couple of stone out of shape, but that is a big thing to them sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, it's the, it's the empathy thing as well. It's, you know, putting yourself in, that's why I value that so much more than sympathy, but is that, is, I'm assuming yeah. that is something that you didn't really expect. And obviously that's helped you grow as a communicator and, you know, and we'll be getting into, you know, the chat that you did at the school recently as well. Um, yeah. But yes, I mean, were you not expecting sort of it, uh, the emotional minefield that came with um, you know sort of uh, running Total Fitness Tribe? Oh, absolutely! I mean, it's it's amazing to see how you know it makes me feel like sometimes God, I've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. Some of the people that come to me have have been through a hell of a lot of issues and problems, um, and sometimes it's it's quite sad to listen to some of the stories. But in a way. I'm so grateful for everyone that's honest to us because I think, you know what it is? Some people tell me things that they've never told anybody. Yeah. And that's wonderful to have that kind of trust in knowing that the client confidentiality will, will always be there. Um, and the, but they will always feel like they're accepted for who they are Yeah. and they'll never be judged. And I think a lot of the time as well, it's, it's not it, weight, the weight loss thing side of it. Cause everyone says that oh, I need to lose weight weight's just the side effect of it yeah the what is 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 people want to get a sense of control they want to feel a part of something they want to they want to feel good in their clothes they want to wake up with energy you know the weight loss is just the thing that comes after because if i said to somebody right you can wake up tomorrow and be two stone lighter it would make them feel slightly better but it wouldn't have cured their insecurity or their fear yeah. it wouldn't give them energy it wouldn't make them feel a million dollars they would just be lighter right no. There's a they haven't worked on it they haven't actually worked for it. it it's like you get strength from the actual journey not from the result mm -hmm. the strength built up through the hard work through the layers and pushing past the barriers which you thought you could overcome so if i just snapped my fingers and made somebody lose two stone it wouldn't make them happy mm -hmm. telling you no, it wouldn't make them happy they'd feel all fuzzy for a while but then they'd think shit i've still got all these fears and insecurities mm -hmm. because i haven't built a strong mindset and it all starts with a mindset, mate. So, I mean, did uh, maybe early on, um, have you experienced people that have like sort of slipped back into that sort of mindset because they weren't able to maintain it? Or like, if you, you don't have to answer that question because I don't want you to like sort of and uh, make anyone feel, if anyone's listening, make them feel bad about you know the fact that they weren't able to maintain it, but. Does that happen? Does that happen sometimes? Oh, oh hell yeah! I'm perfectly happy to ask that question because it's very relevant. Um, you know what? Yes, it does happen, and you know what? It still happens now. It happens with people on and off because that's part of life. People fall off the wagon, so to say, but then they pick themselves back up, mm. and then something happens. They fall off the wagon, and it's not about how many times you fall off. It's yeah. very cliche. But it's about how many times you pick up. Mm. It's, you know, like it's again. It's it's not. What's that Rocky quote? That's not how many times. <laughs> Punch or something like that. It's a I very cliche, it, yeah. right? But it, there's, there's a lot to that. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter how many times you fail because at the end of the day, the secret to success is actual consistent failure. Right. To be able to fail and get back up and try again. To be able to fail and get back up and try again. That's how you become fucking successful. Because what most people do is they fail and think, I can't do it, I'm fucking useless, and they stop. Yeah. That's a fucking terrible attitude. Fail. And fail. It doesn't make you a failure. It just means you've failed. You get back up and you try your fucking again. Mm -hmm. Well, and failure as well shows that you at least tried. 
as well. Exactly. I mean, oh, okay, you failed, but it, it, as you say, it is learning from it as well. It's the whole thing of, you know, it's better to try than to try and fail than to not try at all sort of thing. Um, exactly. So how long has Total Fitness Tribe been going now in particular? We are coming up three and a half years now. That's awesome. So um, is there, do you have plans to grow Total Fitness Tribe from where it is now or is it just a take niche days it comes sort of thing? Taking each day as it comes, to be honest, mate. Obviously, I do have a little bit of a vision. I think it's very important to have vision. Yeah. Um, I am wanting to grow where it's at in South Shields and grow the community that we have, mm. um, or the coaches as well. Um, you know, get a couple of more coaches on board who are very inspired and very um, capable of yeah. running the business as well. Um, that is a future goal. But in terms of like branching out into places, I don't quite know yet. I don't. I'm a type of person who doesn't make too long-term goals. Because it overwhelms me. It makes me scared. I'm like, fuck, I can't see that. So I'm just going to stop and not do anything. I'll stay where I am. So for me, it would be like, right, let's make a goal for the next month. Mm. Let's improve. And then the next month comes, right, let's make a goal for this month. Let's improve. Yeah? Yeah. And I think a lot of pe- some people work better by big, long goals. That's perfectly fine, but that's not me. For me, it's like short-term goals. Just keep consistently getting better. Mm. And that's that's how I work, mate. And at the end of the day, where it goes is where it goes. But I know one thing for fact, it's not going to go down. It's only going to go up. It's only going to grow and improve. But to where? I don't know. I don't know what I'm capable of. I just know I'm fully capable. There's a great quote for you. I don't know what I'm capable of. Just (laughs) fully capable. That's an awesome quote. Um, Well, because of that, that led to you uh, recently talking at a, uh, it, it was a secondary school. Yeah, 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 secondary school. So, yeah. Uh, what, what led to that then? Um, well, basically, um, I've got a couple of clients who work in schools, and obviously they know what I do. They spend quite a bit of time with me, um, and they, they like my approach. And they like, for a younger guy who's a little bit um, different in his style, um, to hit the kids on their level, you know, because I've have been through a past of, of drug use and, um, you know, uh, all the, the alcohol and stuff like that. And the, the kind of, I'm, I'm very open about the, the womanizing past and things that I've had, which obviously I'm not proud of, but like I can hold my hands up and learn from, yeah. and I can teach it to other people and, uh, teach them that, you know, they don't have to just leave school and look for a job. Yeah. I think that's an important thing. You can do what you want to do as a passion. There's nothing wrong with getting a job if that's what you want. But there's a lot of people who don't want that and they want something else and they need that person to inspire them to become bigger and better than what they are. Um, And that's kind of my approach. You know, I'll drop a few F-bombs in there as well to get their attention because they're at school. Nobody swears. And it's not that you have to swear to get your point across, but that's just me. Yeah, that's who I am. Always done it. I worked in construction for eight years. And obviously, when you're working around builders and plumbers and joiners, it's just like fuck, 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 fuck every second. Yeah. So it, it kind of catches on, and it's kind of it's. I've always been that way. So for me to be myself around people, people respect that as well, um, and they, they they're able to relate a lot more, you know. And I think again, like we said at the start, you've got to you've got to hit people on their level. Well, I, I can't you know imagine that you get nervous about. A lot of things but um in terms of public speaking but i i can imagine that you were probably quite nervous about talking to these kids because it's that it's it's so unpredictable you really don't know how they're gonna act look i mean you know um because i give myself a kick up the ass i got myself a teaching degree and um 
having uh, the first time of speaking to a class was an absolute nightmare uh you know even though yeah. i had everything planned out i did the whole lesson in about 15 minutes you know and i didn't give them a chance to like and like i don't think they took anything from it <laughs> sort of thing but it, it was a learning process but it was also really it was you have to connect with them and see things from their point of view and uh, like i'll be honest i don't think that the uh the college that they are at um or some of the lectures lecturers that um they are taught by are really sort of motivating or uh yeah. but not motivating but uh, sort of um trying to think of the word sort of like sort of inspiring or you know because they, they don't see things from their point of view because they um are musicians from a different time or whatever and they don't know what it takes to try and be a musician in 2016 you know what i mean it's like you know but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go massively if we meet up we'll talk about this but um but yeah what was uh <laughs> you know when you got introduced him um what was it like because you know you've got like say f how many people how many students was it there's about 150 i think on that day that's insane because um, they're all silent and they're all giving you you know they're just staring at you sort of thing you know yeah. <laughs> i can't imagine you know i would have yeah. i would have shot myself a couple of times i think but um yeah so again how did you start off the conversation then like sort of you know how did you immediately get their attention or was it a case of well the, the original thing is like right i just said okay i'm here to give you a little bit of different take on things i'm not going to bullshit you okay and straight away it was like oh he swore oh who's this guy Oop, what's he talking about? Why is he saying bullshit? Uh, Straight away. You know, it's like you have to have something initially to engage the audience. So it's very much about meeting them on their level, which I did. Uh -huh. And I just said, I want to give you a little bit of a talk and, and not bullshit you at all. Tell you a little bit of the truth about where I came from and how you can do the same, you know, and just try and inspire you a little bit. And then I just I started off with a little story which was relatable to them. Um, about overwhelming fear and not letting anybody else tell you what you can and can't do. Got them all to put the hand up. Yeah. And then I said, look around how many other people have their hands up. You are not alone. So stop fearing that you're alone. Other people see, feel the same as you. Yeah. So straight away, that kind of just, just relax them a little bit because they're all a little bit tense. They might want to take the piss to kind of overcome the, you know, what's this guy talking about? But they'll be very used to a lot of professional people, quote unquote, coming in. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I guess, the anti-professional, but professional in my own right, you know? Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, I think schools need more of it sort of thing because, you, you know, it, school is obviously overwhelming and, you know, you're at an age where, you know, your mind is sort of easily manipulated, I guess, and everything that happens to you is, like, the biggest thing in the world. <laughs> like, if you like a girl and she doesn't like your back, it's the worst thing in the world, or if you're feeling a bit... Um, you know, if you've got spots or whatever, you know, it's just you feel like they're never going to go away and it just affects your, um, affects your confidence and stuff like that. I've, I think, you know, each school should have this at least once a month because um, it's, you know, I'm, and I'm sure what you said to them will, will have hopefully stuck with them as well. But they are also, you know, they're in a at school they're getting fed a lot of information that they have to remember for exams and it's like you know i always think that are they really learning the stuff or are they just like retaining information for like yes. a while sort of thing and it's just you know it that's sort of one thing that i'm trying you know what i was trying to do as a teacher and hopefully i'll get the chance to do that 
in the future as well. Yeah. It's really it's about like conveying the information in a way that they can relate to. And again, I'm sure you did that, but I think hopefully you will get brought back and hopefully it's something that you can do at more schools more regularly as well because it's something that you know especially as they enter exams or whatever or you know even if you you know could offer a one-to-one -one service or something like that you know i'm sure it's something that schools should really uh fully take advantage of in my opinion yeah because it's something, Absolutely. something that i would have loved to have had at school and i've got friends who i think would have felt the same as well because you can't you know you can't even though you could have friends in the same situation, but to maintain like a bravado or something like that, you know, kids just take the piss. That's what they do. And, yeah, you know, yeah. you just feel like you can't, you know, tell anyone anything. So, I mean, I, did, did after the, uh, the talk that you had, did they have a chance to come up to you one-to-one -one and, um, say anything? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few who came up the end, asked a couple of questions and stuff. A lot of them are very shy. I can imagine. First yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a few, there's probably about eight or 10 that came up and asked a couple of questions. Um, and everyone was really talking about it to the teachers afterwards. Cause I got some feedback. That's awesome. Um, and the, the kids have never really been as engaged in a talk that they've had so far than what they were in the talk that I gave. So that gave me a, a lot of pride in knowing that I'd, I'd, I'd affected. I mean, even if just one kid actually adopts what I said, yeah. they'd be worth doing, you know. Because um, there was nothing like that when I was in school, mate, you know, and I, there should have been, there should have been some guy who came in and went, look, it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. You don't have to feel under pressure and like, you have to just learn to be yourself a little bit more and understand that it's all right to be not okay and other people are suffering, that kind of thing. I mean, you never, you never hear this shit, mate, because it's, it's the truth, it's the honesty. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't like it, again, unfortunately, <laughs> but it is what it is. I hope everyone's enjoying my interview with Luke John Harrison. I'll be back in a jiffy. Are you ready for this? Sugar plums in your head? If you are looking at exploring your own unique and individual style, come into your worlds through Geordie's Tattoo Studio. Spotlight a significant aspect of your own self. We can help fuel your thoughts with our ideas, give you options, and then we do the rest. Find us at www.geordiestattoo.com. You do it in the shower. You do it in the car. Come do it with us and be a star. Karaoke with Full House Entertainment at the Corner House Pub, 27th of May 2016 from 9pm. All singers get a chance to win one of 15 prizes and our new food menu is now in full swing. Visit us for a pre-drink at the Corner House Pub. Heater Newcastle upon time, NE65RP. And now, back to the shoe. Yeah, you're fully, as an entrepreneur, you've fully taken advantage of social media and technology as well, and you've started doing uh, live uh, talks. Um, yeah. How have those been going? Uh, like, I feel bad because I've not been able to tune into one, but um, what like, what kind of experience has that uh, been? Um, has it been... Has it received a positive reception, and have Absolutely. people have people been fine sort of typing in in a in a public forum questions that have been on the mind sort of thing? Yeah, because again, people like to be recognised and people like to be part of something. So you find there's a lot of interaction in the live stuff when you when you go live. There's a lot of people asking questions because they want the name mentioned. Yeah, um, well, that's the, that's the thing the, as well. To it, you know, you are kind of a celebrity. You know, and, yeah. <laughs> well, what's that for? Like, but you know, no, no. Well, <laughs> you know, a celeb it's definition of a celebrity to me is where a lot of people know your name, but you don't know any of their names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I guess. You, uh, no, no. You, you, people know who you are because you've put yourself out there, and you, you know, you offer something which people want. So, uh, you yeah. know, I'd, I'd imagine that people, 
maybe when they meet you for the first time because they reckon the internet is a way of being known now i hate the word celebrity ready but people will be like oh yeah i've seen you on facebook i've seen you on youtube or something like that in the way that people used to be like oh yeah tim off the telly or whatever you know it's kind of you know that is a that is a thing now and obviously it's in your best interest to maintain that public uh not persona the 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 public sort of uh presence because you know it is your business as well um sorry i I completely interrupted you then (laughs) i think um i think you had an answer for my question there but um yeah so the the, uh, live talks have been uh they've been going down well yeah absolutely brilliant mate the the great thing is about live as well as it shows people that um you can't really it doesn't i mean it doesn't matter if you fuck up as such it's just you can actually be quite genuine yeah when you laugh, because people can tell, you know, and it puts it, it puts a lot of pressure. A lot of people will shoot videos and things where they'll retake it and retake it. They'll do a mistake. Like it doesn't matter if there's a mistake. No, you just be live. You just be, and it, it gives you a big chance to be yourself. Yeah. Cause it's quite difficult. I think unless you've been trained for years and years and years to, to be live for half an hour and put on a, a full different persona. Yeah. Cause it's going to be through eventually. So I just be myself and I just, you know, think right. Have a subject topic of some kind, press it and let's get people involved. And especially if bringing other people in, I'm actually doing one later today, um, about two o'clock with Stuart Hatton, Mr. Gay World. Um, we did one last week and we're doing them every Thursday now. And there's loads of engagement because Stu's a little bit of a social media celebrity with all his um, his awards and stuff like that and his campaigns. Um, and it's, it's, it's great to get people just chatting about life and chatting about mindset and chatting about being yourself and stuff. And, and, you know, I think for me, one of the biggest things that I've learned over the past three years is to be myself unapologetically Yeah. and know that through that, you're going to get haters. You're going to get people who disapprove of your message, who disapprove of you, who don't like the way you speak, you talk, who don't like your views, who don't like your hair, yeah. who don't like you, the fact <laughs> that you like music. Yeah. People slagging off that, your hair. Uh. Yeah. Oh, literally, like it <laughs> that happens. You know, yeah. you've got to be. If you're being yourself, yeah. people, some people won't like you. Yeah. But most of those people are people who cannot be themselves. Yeah, I agree. But there's a, a jealousy in there because they kind of wish sometimes that they could be more themselves, mm. and they see a little bit of uh, themselves in you and think, "I wish I had that confidence." That's why a lot of people hate, unfortunately, but it happens. Yeah. Uh, well, part of the reason why I think a lot of people hold you in high regard as well is, you know, and I'm I'm, sh- I'm sure you're uh, empathetic or uh, at least sympathetic of the fact that not everyone has money as well, and you offer a free service as well, and you know it's, um, it's it's never with uh, an ulterior motive. Obviously, you have total fitness right. It's an amazing thing, and I want to be a part of it very soon. Um, yeah. But you, you are genuine because, you know, like I mean this in the best way possible. But you can't stop talking about, you know, positive, positive things, and you want to help, and um, yep. it it just comes across. And you know, I hope that a lot of people, you know, uh, return. You know, and you don't you don't live for compliments, but I hope that you get the feedback and compliments that you are certainly due because of the the help that you give. Um, yeah, I appreciate that, mate. I really do. You know, I, I do what I do because I've, it's part of my purpose is to relentlessly help people. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, I'm I'm not silly, and I know that everything that helps people. Yeah. Um, and at some point, 
some, when somebody's ready, I will be the first person that they think of because I've gave so much. Yeah. And when you give a lot, you do get some back, you know. And I think people forget this whole giving more than receiving mm-hmm. is is a, a big lesson in life, you know. Just give, give without the the in sort of ulterior motive to receive. But the more you give, the more things do come back to you, mm-hmm. you know. I do daily video and I do get a lot of clients from it because they've watched us for a long time. Maybe it's over a year and they say, you know what? I really like you, watch you for a long time. I want to invest in you. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, it's it, it's good to be able to do that. But in the same time, help two, 300 people who are never going to invest in you change their life. Mm-hmm. And they, they'll send you the odd message going, thank you so much. You've really helped us. And that's awesome. I'm like, excellent. That's yeah, what I do and, it for. I do yeah. It for and people. again, not an ulterior motive, but they will recommend you to people as well. Really, so, yeah, and that's yeah. that's the thing. It's it's all it's it's building trust. Yeah, absolutely. it's building what we call no like and trust as well. As people know who you are, they actually like it or they don't. If they don't like you, they won't listen to you. Or some people actually fucking hate us and still listen to us, which I don't understand. <laughs> but that happens. Yeah, <laughs> um, people, people love to be offended. That's the thing, like for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, day, if you're consistently uploading things which help people for for no ask, yeah, then it builds trust. And when, when I'm honest on the videos like I am as well, it, it honestly builds trust. At yeah. the end of the day, if somebody trusts you, they will invest in you at some point. Yeah. And there's no rush in this game. It's like I keep telling everybody it's patience. In every area of your life, you've got to have patience in order for things to happen. Yeah. It's three years now for us to get it the way I am. It didn't just happen like overnight or in a couple of months. It's three years. And I've been doing daily video for most of those three years. So consider that what you will. That's hundreds and hundreds of days of content that I've put out. Do you? Because I mean, I, I see the stuff on uh, on Facebook. Do you put it on YouTube? No, but I need to start you're doing really, that. Mate. You really bloody should if you're a businessman. <laughs> Again, you know, there's there's loads of things that I need to learn along the way and and platforms that I need to look at. But um, yeah, of course. I mean, I've built the follower on Facebook. Now it's time to kind of expand a little bit and go the YouTube route and all the other things. But all in time, I'm, I'm patient, mate. You yeah. know, I'm not like all the time people, oh, you should do this, you should do that, you yeah. should do this. And I'm like, I'll get there, I'll get there. Totally. <laughs> but well, you're very right in what you're saying. You um, well, as well, you know, if you ever need the help, this is something that I'm doing myself from scratch as well. So if I can ever, I, I, I'm sure you don't need the advice, but if you ever need a helping hand with any of this stuff, I'm more than happy to, you know, help because I believe in what you're doing. And, you know, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. That's cool. So, um, um, Total Fitness Tribe has led to calmmotherfuckers.com, which is probably one of the best uh, websites names uh, yeah. that, that isn't porn uh, that I think I've ever seen. Um, you know, because there's some creative uh, porn titles. Um, not that I look at that much porn. <clears throat> um, so calmmotherfuckers.com. What led to that in particular? Uh, was that like directly an offshoot of Total Fitness Tribe where you weren't expecting the uh, the emotional you know, the whole mindset thing to be a part of the fitness thing. Is that what specifically led to that? A little bit, yeah. I mean, okay. obviously, I learned a lot through the, the fitness coaching and, and understanding that, you know, it all comes from the mindset. Yeah. Um, but if if you can see my video right now. <laughs> I say, I'm, re- I'm recording the video, so I might uh, have to take a screenshot. The cat's just completely, uh, yeah. <laughs> what a diva. <laughs> Stood in front of us and wagged his tail right in front of me, mouth. But, um, yeah. Um, the, uh, sorry, where was I going, Susie? You're spoiling me flow here. Me flow. What was I talking about? Yes, the mindset. Come on, motherfucker. Yes. Sorry. Um, 
that's kind of evolved. Actually, Karma the Fuckers came from, I, I did a mentorship with a, a very amazing mindset guy called Brian Grasso. And uh, I did it because I was in the, the fear, overwhelm, frustration, angry part of my life. Um, we had kind of really just, uh, there was something that was so frustrating in me and I couldn't quite grasp what it was and I needed to calm the fuck down basically. Yeah. So I went on mentorship with him and it just changed everything. It was like, pff, just blew my mind. It made me so much calmer. Um, and I was thinking there's so many people must feel like this. So I was like, right, I need to give this back. I need to now offer my own coaching thing to say how I did it, yeah. to say how I became a lot more clearer in my head, how I decided to achieve more with not only my business, but my body, um, with my, my mindset, with you know my relationship, things like that, and my relationship with not only um, you know girlfriend, boyfriend, et cetera, but um, the, with my friends and my family as well, like all that stuff, like just help my whole lifestyle. So the Calm Motherfuckers is like an eight-week online program, one-to-one, where we get in a private group. We interact daily. It's daily accountability. So it's me on your back saying, come on, let's do this, let's do that, etc. Um, But it's all about just opening up, being honest, having that person who you trust and being basically in a one-to-one setting, knowing that you're getting the, the most private, intimate time that you can with me to be able to really work on the mind and just just improve the whole your whole demeanor to become calmer because I think the world's very angry and frustrated right now, mm. to be honest. And I think we all could do with a little bit more calm coaching, if you will. Absolutely. So we'll we'll do this now, but we'll also get into this later. Where can everyone find uh, Luke John Harrison and what you have to offer? Yeah, well, the best thing to do is add me on Facebook first, Luke John Harrison, um, and follow me on there for the daily videos and daily uploads. Obviously, I do have calmmotherfuckers.com, which you can get a free video series download from, which is a 10-part free video series on basically how to calm the fuck down. Yeah, which I've just Uh, uh, signed up for as well. It's so easy to do, so. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. I hope you enjoy the videos. Um, and yeah, that, that's basically it, mate. I was going to ask you, I think, I think I've got about 10 minutes left. So that's okay. Well, thinking... we're going to talk wrestling very, very quickly <laughs> before yeah. you go. Uh, if that's okay. I mean, if, if there's anything else that you've got on your mind about um, what you do, because, you know, I'm still learning as a podcast host as well. So if there's any uh, things that you want to get off your mind uh, and let everyone know about, then please do it. Yeah. Um, I don't think there is, mate. I think, to be honest, I'm, um, I'm all up for chatting wrestling right now. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So... We we sort of like found each other in you know as uh, most you know uh, relationships and friendships grow from eBay. <laughs> um, I yep. bought I bought something from you. Uh, I'm a Christian's my favorite wrestler of all time, right? um, and the fact that I bought this thing from you probably eleven years ago now at least it shows that yeah. I've got commitment to my favorite wrestler. Um, yeah. I love the story. I love telling it to people that you uh, you went to WWF New York and um, yeah. Who well, Edge and Christian were meant to do the uh, the signing, and um, they couldn't make it because I think it was a, maybe a blizzard or snow, something like that. Yeah, there was a blizzard, aye, and it was uh, it was two thousand and one. It was a Royal Rumble two thousand and one, which oh, yeah. is it was New Orleans. Fucking, yeah, it was an awesome event, an epic event. Like, what what a rumble, man! Yeah, Everyone the, the hardcore rumble as well. All the weapons and oh, uh, tremendous. Yeah, what a, what a show. Um, but I was there in WWF New York. Man, what a place. It's now the Hard Rock Cafe in um, New York. But uh, I was there and Edge and Christian were supposed to show up, but obviously couldn't make it. So they promised that they would mail us the um, the stuff over and yeah. nobody actually showed up. 
Um, and actually, oddly enough, on the DVD of Royal Rumble 2001, when they're interviewing people in WWF New York, I am in the background with my dad and I can point myself out to this day. <laughs> Amazing. That's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to put the DVD on and <laughs> I'm going to see if I can pick you up. Um, but yeah, that, then obviously I got sent two copies because my dad got one as well. Yeah. And then I sold them to you and I have the other one on my wall. I'm so, I'm so oh. grateful because I, I, you, you know that that promo now is uh, very highly collectible as well. Yeah. Have I, uh, so yeah, because I think I got it from you for for like a reasonably cheap price as well. And, uh, I'm sure I saw five of it. I know. I've, <laughs> I'm sure I did. I know. I've, I've, I've felt bad at the time to be honest, but now I mean, if if nothing else, if you ever want to sell the other one, I think you get about a hundred quid for it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but oh, I mean, like, uh, I'm going to show you. I've actually, because I'm really sad. Yeah, I'll have to show you some of my collection. But I've actually got it on my ceiling at the moment with all my other Edging Christian uh, promos. I'm really sad. Like, I'm really sad collector still. But um, yeah, the uh, the thing that I love about it as well is that you give me the uh, letter of apology that uh, WWF yeah, yeah. Uh, sent. Yeah. You know, that's that's a total one-off. I love it. I'll never, you know. Christian's my favorite wrestler, so I would never sell it anyway. But it's such a cool thing to have. Um, yeah. So you got into wrestling. I'm assuming. Did you get into wrestling during the Attitude Era, or was it before then? It was actually before then. I, I got into wrestling um, during Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior era. Awesome. Um, it was kind of like I didn't have Sky, yeah. so I couldn't watch. It. I never had Sky in my life, so I would always rely on videotapes or you know going to a friend's house. Um, and it would be like uh, around WrestleMania five and six, I think, if I'm right. Yeah. Is that right? Well, I think, I think six. Will be. Six, I think, was the first event shown on Sky. I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, it would have been around that time, and I used to watch it for a couple of years on and off, just not know everybody, but know bits and bobs. Yeah. And then it came to the Attitude Era, and I actually used to go around my mate's house, and he used to watch WCW. And I used to be absolutely really angry. <laughs> and every time you put the bug, I would like change it back over because it was the time with the beer truck and Austin and that. And I was like, why are we watching this? Why are we? Because I never, I never really watched WCW, but um, he loved it over WWF. But when I look back on it now, I'm like, man, mental. Yeah, the golden days, man. Yeah. So like, I used to watch that occasionally. It's it's not actually until it came to about 99, 2000 that I started to watch it quite religiously and through um, Invasion and WrestleMania uh, 16, 17, that when uh, and then I started to backtrack. Yeah. And even now I backtrack over all the old roles and stuff on the network. Um, the network's just amazing, unbelievable. Uh, um, yeah. What I actually stopped watching it about 2003 to about 2013 um, because I just thought it went through a period of 10 years where it was just Cena and Orton and Sheamus and I just didn't like that era at all. And I think recently over the past few years with Brock Lesnar, CM Punk and a little bit more of an attitude with Daniel Bryan and stuff like that, I've really enjoyed this time. Yeah. Um, and right as it comes to it right now, I would probably say my favorite wrestlers are Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. I think that them two are amazing. Um, and I'm really excited for this brand split. I think oh, yes, it's, it's got potential. It, I loved it back in 2002. I loved it. Yeah, um, it, was, it was really exciting. Just, just bring out a little bit more excitement to the roster, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it means a lot of people are going to have to step up as well because they're going to have more spotlight on them but um yeah. I, t- I totally get it i think a lot of people probably it, see I, I look at wrestling in a way is it, you know as a soap opera in the sense that it never ends 
so that you know it just gets to a point where you've seen everything or your favorite characters leave and storylines resolve and that's the end of it and you know when when austin turned heel at mania 17 that was almost like the end of the series you know what i mean like sort of you know it kind of and then from there it was the spin-off it was the joy to friends you know what i mean and it's just like it's sort of hard to I, d- I don't know when your favorite wrestlers or whatever, you know, they go through character changes or whatever, and they're not what they were when you loved it sort of thing. You know, I, that's, you know, because I, I sort of try to, I hate to analyze it. I like to just watch it and just like chill out and, you know, like yeah. I'll, I'll watch Royal Rumble 93 for the millionth time and still get into it, you know. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I kind of like had to... Yeah, you know, I, I was going to write an article for What Culture, which they didn't use, which is fine, uh, where I sort of analysed why fans of that era probably dropped out of it sort of thing. And, you know, I think there's a few things, like, now it's presented in a way that you don't have to watch all of Raw because of Sky Plus, or, you know, they even yeah. post, like, the videos on YouTube, on their Facebook right after sort of thing. And there's just, there's not the... Um, you have to watch it, you know, to see what's going to happen sort of thing, as there was... Uh, it's almost like the deal in viral content now. More people probably remember Shane jumping off the cell than, you know, Roman Reigns winning the title at WrestleMania or, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's just, it, they present themselves in a different way now and it's fine. I just, like, and I like uh, some of what's going on. I think the things that, like, I don't like are more the production stuff. Like, I hate that Raw's three hours because that feels like a chore to yeah. watch. Um, I agree. You know, I hate that there's generally too much anyway. Like the the thing with social media now is it is it's literally twenty four seven. When Raw ended, okay, there was like live wire or something on the weekend, but like you had to wait a week, and it really built up the excitement. But now yeah. you, you you follow literally everyone on social media, and it kind of it to be a hard hardcore fan now, like of the current product to the point where you follow everything. I don't know how people have lives anymore to like I think like WWE kind of just assume that you don't have a life because there's like what, eight hours of fresh T V every week before Total Divas, before all the new network shows. Like good luck to anyone who watches all of it, but fuck. Like <laughs> yeah, I would find it yeah. just exhausting to keep up with it. But yeah. that's just, that's just my point of view. But um yeah. Um, and I do I, I can rant on um, yeah. like you say I'll have to show you some of my collection as well but uh, look I've, I've probably chewed your ear quite a bit because you've, uh, you've you're a very very busy person but uh, once again um, and we will talk more about wrestling I'm sure but uh, once again where can everyone find you um, people can find me um, on Facebook Luke John Harrison uh, where they can send me an ad and follow me or whatever or at carmotherfuckers.com Awesome. Where you can download a free video series, and then you you will be emailed all the videos, um, and can keep in touch with me via there. Awesome. Um, so yeah, like <laughs> again, I rant about wrestling quite a bit. So I don't know if you agreed or disagreed. We'll save that for part two, uh, where we'll have just a full on wrestling, uh, a wrestling rant. And you know, I'm you. Uh, I think you'll like some of the wrestling guests that I've got lined up as well. So maybe you know, we'll have to have do like a joint co-host kind of thing. Uh, I think it'll be yeah, pretty awesome. Okay, well, okay. Fa- thank you, uh, thank you, Luke, for being on the show, and we will talk again soon. Thank you, Pablo. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Okay, thanks.
thank you to Luke. What a guy. Um, you know, um, I would gladly have him on the show, you know, whenever he wants to be on. Um, you know, he, it, it's great when, I mean, just, I've talked to heroes on this show. It's, uh, you know, it's been mind blowing what I've been able to do and what, you know, my heroes have allowed me to be able to do so. Um, but, you know, talking to someone like Luke, who I've known for a good while, um, you know, in person, it's, it's just an amazing thing. He's, he's a, like I say, he's a guy that everyone needs in their lives, I think. Um, yeah, so do fully take advantage of what he has to offer. Uh, links are below. Uh, and also check out the Pablo's Poppin' Podcast Facebook page, uh, and there will be more information on there. Um, next week's show, the guest is to be confirmed. Um, you know, it's been a busy a couple of weeks, so I'm lagging behind with interviews a bit, but, uh, I've got some good ones coming up. Um, I may, I, I can't say too much yet, but it's been a few months in the working, but, uh, I may have one of the greatest songwriters in the world on an upcoming episode i mean this isn't just my opinion uh this i mean obviously it's subjective but i mean you know he has written us and uk number ones um and he's you know he's still going strong um so yeah if i'll make that announcement when and if but it's looking good put it that way um the for those who are familiar with the imperial drag episode which was a couple of weeks ago um I am now taking questions on Pablo's Popman Podcast Facebook page uh, for you to ask Eric uh, Skodis and Eric Dover. Um, Eric Skodis is, you know, the brain box of Imperial Drag. He knows everything, so just ask him, you know, ask him anything, and he'll tell you. Uh, and you know, and Eric Dover, he's always a lot of fun to talk to. Um, and I'm quite honoured to like know them and have worked with them. Um, yeah, so apart from that, you know, I, I just, I hope everyone's having a good week. Um, you know, I, if I could give you one bit of advice is, you know, I, I hate waking up in a shitty mood. Uh, and that happens sometimes. And I've realised, I mean, you know, Facebook really doesn't help because, you know, you turn on Facebook first thing in the morning. It's just because you want to know what everyone's up to. That's kind of like your news now, you know what I mean? Because you love your friends and you're interested in what they have to say. Um, but, God, if you, I mean, you know, when people post just negativity or, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm a part of animal rights pages, but they post pictures of, like, skinned kittens. Um, and it's the first thing you see when you wake up. <laughs> it's not funny, but you just have to laugh at how just fucking, you know, the amount of just shit that gets thrown in your face as soon as you wake up so like you know i i would say ideally for those who are a bit you know facebook junkies you know as i am and i needed to promote etc but just don't do it first thing in the morning god awful it's just you know i need to get myself off facebook for a few days i think but um yeah with with regards to the imperial drag show i i know i run the jellyfish page uh joining a fan page on facebook but don't send your questions there. I need to get traffic through the Pablo's Poppin' Podcast page. Join that page. That's the only place, and I know I've been a dickhead with this, but this is the only place where I will take questions for the show. So, um, you know, if you want to take part, then that would be awesome. Um, the There is less than a week to order the Jellyfish book. Uh, scroll back to episode one, and you will hear my interview with Craig Dorfman uh, about the making of the book. Um... 
I also did uh, a two-part chat with Bruce Brodeen um, about Not Lame, his record label, and again about the making of the book. Um, you know, you'll never get a chance to order this again because I can't imagine people are going to sell it you know, or want to get rid of it once they have it. Um, one thing I need to mention about the uh, the Kickstarter for foreplay is that it's on vinyl. It features Roger Manning and Eric Dover, Jellyfish Imperial Drag, and they will be signing limited copies. Uh, so I hope that will be of interest to people. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, you've probably heard the songs by now because they're on Bandcamp, but, um, you know, it, it's always cool to have a, a vinyl. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that this works out, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, that ideally, I need to pull my finger up my ass and get it up and running, so, you know, that's what I'm beginning to do. So, yeah, I hope everyone's having a good week. Um, next week's episode, to be announced, join the Facebook page to be the first to know and uh, yeah, I think that's just about it. And I think, you know, professionally, life can't get much worse at the moment. So you know, I think it's already picking up from yesterday. So you know, that's the thing. Like I say, you know, don't go on Facebook first thing in the morning. And if you can end your day on a better note than when you've started it, you've won basically, or you are at least winning. <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, have a good one, and I shall see you next week. Okay, thanks. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.